0: Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry, I cannot
0: Hello and welcome
2: to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris and with me always is the zero to my Mega Man, Tony. Say hey, Tone.
1: Oh yeah, Mega Man in the house. What is up, everybody? We're back for episode 26.
2: We are. And so we're recording on a Saturday, a little bit later than we uh, normally record. We typically shoot for a Monday-Tuesday, but... uh, Working schedules out, uh, you know, sometimes that's the way it goes. So, uh, you know, you know we're...
1: It's, it sucks when uh, mother life gets in the way, you know, I just hate. <laughs> when, I just I hate when you get behind on your and everything. So but nonetheless, we are here and we are recording for you fine
2: people. And we've got a full slate of stories and uh, some pretty good ones. It's I huge.
1: We have the biggest episode, well, maybe not the biggest ever, but we have a big episode right now for you. For so like first, Schwarzenegger getting drop kicked from behind. Let's roll on with TV news. Here is Chris Jones.
2: I thought you were going to go with a, a Trump impression there at first, and then oh,
1: uh, right, yeah, no, I don't want to offend anybody, so just go with Arnold.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the TV news, we're going to uh, going to drop a few uh, shameless plugs as uh, we've been doing each and every week. Um, the first, uh, we inco- encourage you to go check out uh, my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders. That's at roughriders.org. dot uh, org. We save dogs that are uh, on the youth list in Kill Shelters, and we're always looking for more support, whether that comes in people uh, following us on social media at Rough Riders Saves um, or providing donations uh, to help us continue the life-saving work that we do. Uh, On Tony's side, he does another pop culture show every week. Uh, Go ahead and fill the folks in their tone.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not as good as the almighty rough riders because that is a fantastic cause but if you just need cheap mindless entertainment i do a youtube show with my buddy jimmy jones as well as a sunday um sunday evening radio show on it, you could stream it live online and uh, of course you know as i get my notes here of course it disappears why would not 95 disappears? one right not, yeah <laughs> you even <laughs> know and i don't i'm trying to cheat you. yes K N E C, um, right Yeah, 95.1 FM, KNVC, Carson City. Um, I'm on a little show called Pop Culture Kaboom. Um, If you listen, uh, this might be already up post. We have now archived our show, so if you want to hear anything in the past, feel free to uh, stream past episodes. But this uh, week, uh, Jimmy Jones has... Um, uh, screenwriter, producer, director, Mark Fergus on the episode, uh, should be a real good thing. So, um, if this gets posted before Sunday night, uh, chime in and ask Mr. Fergus some questions. And if not, uh, then go back and listen how that interview went.
2: And for those of you that don't, uh, recognize his name, he was one of the screenwriters on Iron Man, Cowboys and Aliens, and, uh, Children of Men. So, uh, has some, some solid movies there under his belt.
1: Yeah, I, very good. And I'm, of course, no surprise that the Golden Voice knew who that was. So you <laughs> definitely are my Sheldon to my Leonard.
2: Well, and I've said many times before that, uh, you know, for some reason, there's a part of my brain that retains useless pop culture knowledge. But I can't remember the name of somebody I just met five minutes ago.
1: It's weird. Right. Bazinga. <laughs>
2: that,
1: was the and then, that was supposed to hit during the Leonard thing. That's all right. It is what, so. what
2: What would be the Proton Pack podcast without a few technical difficulties?
1: Oh, of course,
2: yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the final uh, shameless plug is uh, the sister site to. Uh, Proton Pack podcast. That's Totally Rad 1981. Uh, We sell some uh, great shirts that are inspired by uh, the 80s and 90s, the eras that uh, Tony and I grew up in. And then uh, we also post on our Facebook and uh, Instagram pages some really cool throwback, uh, um, you know, TV show, cartoon openings, old commercials, uh, things that'll just transport you back to a uh, simpler time.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed, in fact, I saw on Instagram one of the posts that popped up for it was, uh, was it, uh, Prince Ad, or was He-Man and Skeletor figure skating. That was yes. great. <laughs> yeah, we were. <wow. laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into it. We're going to start uh, with TV as we do. The first news story comes oh, yeah. out. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was supposed to be for the TV. Let's roll.
2: <laughs> uh, so... We've talked about uh, all of the different streaming services that are out there, the new ones that are coming uh, available. And then we knew that uh, when Disney acquired Fox, that they were gaining a larger stake in Hulu. And so previously, um, Disney had owned 30 percent, Fox owned 30 percent. Um, and then Comcast owned 30% and then AT&T had 10% of it. Well, with Disney acquiring Fox, they earned that other 30%. They are now at 60 and they've reached a deal with Comcast that in 2024, they're going to re- acquire that remaining 30% um, in its entirety. So uh, they're going to pay whatever the going value is at that time. It'll probably be a shit ton of money. But at the same time, now Disney will own an additional streaming service on top of the Disney plus on top of e s p n plus and uh they're God, they're gonna have most of the streaming market cornered,
1: oh yeah, they're taking over the world, man. no, this is a really good one too. I like that by acquiring Hulu. This gives it a outlet for kind of the edgier content that you wouldn't necessarily get on Disney Plus. Um, I also think it'll be a good outlet for the R-rated Fox properties um, that they acquired, like Predator, Aliens. Oh, that maybe they didn't have Predator. Sorry, they did. They did. They did have Predator. Okay, yep. Cause, oh yeah, Predator was Fox, but Aliens and uh, that's also and, Fox. And all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So it's just a, it, it's a really good outlet for that, and uh, it's awesome, man.
0: Which and makes me wonder:
1: Are they going to be? I wonder if that'll mess with any of the uh, partnerships Hulu currently has with like Spotify or things like that.
2: I don't know, you know, and of course, you know, 2024. That's you know, five years away. So we still got some time that you know things are going to evolve and change and adapt. But the biggest thing with Comcast still there is that. Uh, um, Comcast, or sorry, Hulu is the outlet for the NBC shows. So a lot of people who subscribe to Hulu, that's where they get their NBC intake, obviously where they get their Fox as well. But uh, at the end of 2024, we may end up losing uh, any of those NBC properties.
1: Yeah, I almost think that NBC Universal will end up doing their own counter. They uh, are. Service,
2: yeah. it's actually, uh, Comcast is putting one together that uh, in... I think next year it's coming out, and so you're going to see a lot of doubling up on uh, shows that are on both Hulu and this Comcast as they try to migrate people over. uh, But at the same time, I think when everything is said and done in 2024, I don't know if they're going to have enough to really keep people on top of it. It might be in their best intention to just license that stuff back to Disney and Hulu to continue showing it beyond that.
1: Yeah, or if they can strike a partnership with Netflix, that would really be a good, already established uh, program there for them, and that would also help um, Netflix. Because I'm a little worried about them over time. I mean, they were the big, the big uh, starters of the whole streaming. You know, they really took off by acquiring and, but once you lose, because if NBC Universal does their own thing, then that means. You're going to lose the most watched shows on Netflix anyways, which are um, Friends, The Office, Parks and Rec, um, The Good Place. I'm sure there's others, too, that I may have missed, but just a few examples there. And you think about if you don't have that content on Netflix on top of all your Marvel and Disney content no longer on Netflix, you're kind of just stuck with the basics, which is not bad, but you're going to want to go to your basic ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think if Comcast partnered with the uh, Netflix and that, and you kept all the NBC shows and stuff on Netflix, then yeah, that's that's a viable option. I think you don't want to saturate the market out there with too many streaming services. That's uh, that will lead. It just gets expensive, and I don't know. But yeah. at least everyone has a choice in that, which is a good thing. But
2: exactly. Look, now, do you expect that we may see a revival of the Marvel Netflix shows coming to Hulu?
1: Depends on if they can get the right from Netflix, you know. I mean, I know they were Marvel Studios and stuff, but I don't know the contract details of Netflix. I'm sure if it could be worked out, then yeah, I could see that, which now makes sense why they killed it off. This stuff must have been in the pipework uh, before it was ever announced. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, they're already taken off on uh, Hulu about announcing some edgier uh, uh, Marvel shows as we talked about last week. I mean, yeah,
2: Ghost Rider and um, Hellstrom.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, why not? Yep. Uh, yeah. That's all I got to <laughs> say. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good, good questions, Chris. Good questions.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, one of the networks that you won't find, was that um that was Netflix be, sound or, or was yeah, that, no, that was Law & Order? Dun.
1: Yeah, that was supposed to be the NBC Dun Dun, but they just, it was delayed, so. Ah, gotcha. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so we know that Fox, ABC, and NBC are all playing in the, the bigger streaming services. Um, CBS, they've got their own CBS All Access. And then the other big network that uh, has their own, and they haven't really been playing with anybody, aside from the old episodes, is the CW. And so, as most people know, I'm a fan of the CW Arrowverse shows. Um, We know that we're getting the last season of the Arrow, which is making way for the new series uh, Batwoman, which sees
1: uh,
2: (laughs) Ruby Rose as uh, uh, Kate Kane, Uh, Who is Bruce Wayne's cousin, and we are just getting our first trailer. It's a uh, basically a three-minute trailer, and uh, it's sort of a darker take even than Arrow on uh, the whole Arrowverse. And you know, it's set in Gotham City. Uh, They've already said that we're going to start seeing some of the Gotham City villains come into play but the main villain at least in this first season is going to be uh, alice who is a take on the um alice in wonderland character and uh i definitely urge people to go check out the trailer you know if you weren't a big fan of um you know some of the lighter shows like uh, legends of tomorrow or black lightning uh and you like your dc gritty uh this definitely looks like it's going to be that direction
1: yeah, it looks good. I haven't got a chance to watch the trailer yet, and I'm trying to follow along. My computer is having technical difficulties as I'm doing the show, which is awesome. So <laughs> bear with me. I might be – if I seem a little slow, I'm not distracted. I'm just trying to catch up, and that's it. So so Every, do this what, from my phone now.
2: <laughs> gotcha. One of the actors who's in that series is uh, – maybe a month or two ago was – came across Mission Impossible 2 and I was like oh whatever happened to him and it's uh Doug Ray Scott who you know was rumored oh. for the longest time to be Wolverine oh, uh, Him
1: dancing remember
2: yep yep then,
1: uh, of course you remember
2: <laughs> so oh, he pops up and he plays uh Kate Kane's father in the series and uh but yeah it looks like it'll be another quality series from uh Greg Berlanti
1: well that'll be good um these are shows that I need to start just getting into and watching. I mean, I don't see why I haven't been watching them. I mean, we There's talked about movie bros being on this. Yeah, mm. it's hard when you get to when you're doing uh, podcasts and uh, dog rescuing and real life jobs and all your other side projects that you do and that I do. It's really hard, and then you guys still got to find time to be a good boyfriend for you and myself as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fit all this stuff in.
2: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, so my girlfriend, uh, you know, she enjoys the like the Marvel movies and stuff like that, but never could really get her into the comic book TV shows. And so when when she's here, you know, we we don't really watch them Uh, when she travels for work. That's my time to catch up on everything. Well,
1: you do a good job with it. I mean, like I was telling you before the show, I got caught up on Big Bang Theory today. I was able to watch the finale, which um, was good. I know you didn't get to uh, – you're not caught up yet, but great finale for those that are listening and like the Big Bang Theory. So
2: We're getting there. We're getting there.
1: Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, uh, so that's all we've got for TV news this week. Um, luckily, we've got a lot of uh, good movie news and some good video game news as well. But oh, uh, well, I
1: reckon the video games are very good.
2: Well, you're gonna have to wait because uh, we're starting with movies.
1: All right. Oh, is is that the cue for the movie theme? Oh, where are you? <laughs> That's box office report time.
2: We do. So being that we are recording this on a Saturday, we're actually reporting on last weekend's box office. By the time this comes out, the next weekend's worth will have come out. Hopefully we won't confuse you, but uh, really the movies that came out are not a huge surprise. So um, the number one last week. Staying in number one for the third week in a row with another $63 million is Avengers
1: Endgame. That's a big surprise, man. I I mean, I am shocked. I mean, how are you not shocked?
2: Well, and if you look at who came in at second place, there was only a $5 million difference between first and second place, which, um, Second place was uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And, uh, you know, with a few extra million bucks, it could have easily become the number one movie over the weekend.
1: Yeah, it was close. I'm surprised I actually told Jimmy on the uh, other show that uh, I, thought, I thought Pikachu might have been the one to take it down. But uh, close, but no cigars.
2: Well, if you think about it, between the number one movie at 63 and the number two at 58, that was a huge weekend for the movies.
1: Oh, yeah. Mast-
2: typically, yeah, typically, I mean, you'll get a number one that's in that high 50s, low 60s, and then number two will bring, like, 12 million. Not right. the case last it's, week.
1: No, no, it's big. It's the, that's one of the best things about summer movies is the whole uh, – it's the whole fact that you get um, all these big movies coming out and they're bringing in the dollars and
2: yeah, week after week. And, you know, even as we're reporting this, you know, Tony and I were talking that uh, we're both going to see John wick three, which is, you know, this week it just opened and I expect it's probably going to be one or two at the box office next week. But uh, yeah, we're getting into every week is another big movie coming out. Right. So, so and
1: my computer is just on the fritz. I'm glad we're still able to record. Just everything's fritzing out on me here. So (laughs) do my best to follow along. I apologize.
2: No problem. And in a couple minutes, we're going to get Tony's uh, review of uh, detective Pikachu as well. Let's see. Third place was the PG 13 comedy, the hustle with,
1: uh,
2: (laughs) with rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. Um, I don't even really remember hearing about this movie coming out. Apparently it's a female take on dirty rotten scoundrels. That's uh, what I
1: was going to say. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, you know, I may check it out when it's on Netflix or something, but, uh, there's too many other movies that, uh, are at the movie theater that I'd rather see right now. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, in fourth place was the movie, uh, you saw with, uh, Dennis Quaid, uh, couple weeks ago or last weekend uh the intruder
1: yeah um dennis quaid was incredibly great in it he plays a good psycho but the movie itself well you know it just was not as great as it could have been i have to give it a thumbs down on that one
2: no problem and then uh, fifth place was the other movie you saw long shot with Charlize theron and seth rogan it brought in 6.1 million
1: Oh, that's hilarious. That that was a real fun movie. That's a thumbs up.
2: <laughs> uh then uh just rattling off the last 5 of the top 10. Uh 6th place was a whoa. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: It
2: was a new comedy called Palms which was uh I like senior citizen cheerleaders as far as I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm not surprised. (laughs) Seventh place was Ugly Dolls with uh, 3.9 million. Eighth place was uh, Breakthrough with 2.4. Ninth place (laughs) was the biopic Tolkien with.
0: I (laughs) love the creators of the Lawrence of the Rings.
2: (laughs) And uh, hanging on there in 10th place is Captain Marvel with another (laughs) 1.8.
1: Just kidding. (laughs) Funny stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was our box office report. Uh, Now, Tony, you just got fresh off the theater seats for Detective Pikachu. Uh, Give us your impression.
1: Okay, so Pikachu. Pikachu! So I went in. just uh, It's a real short movie. Um, I think if you are... I'll keep it real basic. We'll call this Tony's Basic Review here. Um, If you've got kids, you are a fan of the Pokemon series, and you know all the Pokemon, it might be fun to point them out as you're watching. I recognized a few from Smash Brothers. That's the only way I know the Pokemon characters. Um minus Volbeat, I know him because that's <laughs> what the fan's <laughs> name after is a Pokemon. So uh I'm sure that's not why they renamed that. But um the real basic review is if those things appeal to you and you're just looking for just a cutesy little movie, then you'll like it. If you go in not knowing many Pokemon, the story's real basic, the acting is subpar. There's no real dynamic. Um, the main actress in the movie um that that teams up with and if you think if I if I had their names here, right? Other than that. Um <laughs> so uh Justice Smith is the main person, uh, but the girl in the movie she reminds me of hat of Haley from The Wizard. Um her character just reminds me of that for some reason, just kind of annoying once she wants to be a reporter um the twi- Ryan Reynolds has some funny lines, but if you're going in expecting Deadpool type lines you're not gonna find them um nothing I think nothing edgier than one p joke so well and it's uh, a
2: PG movie so I mean yeah. obviously you're not gonna get anything even slightly edgy
1: no i'll give I'll give the pros and cons you know pros um the visual effects in the movie were were good. Ryan Reynolds is always a plus, um, but other than that, for me, uh, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> it wasn't that great. It was okay. I mean, but again, if you have kids and uh, you're and you're looking just for a cutesy little movie, then you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, not for me. Didn't didn't really like it that much. Interesting. All
2: right. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, there's a huge fandom for Pokemon out there. And uh, I would expect that, you know, they were probably why the movie made so much money in its uh, opening week. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I do still want to see it, even though it is a yeah. PG movie.
1: It's it's worth checking. out. I think it's a one-time watch. And I had asked a couple people that were Pokemon fans that saw it, and they... They said, you know, real basic. It wasn't bad. They enjoyed, um, you know, actually not quote unquote, got to catch them all. But they had fun kind of, you know, pointing out characters that they knew from the game. I guess there was a lot of obscure ones in there. So, you know, it should be enjoyable for the kids.
2: And adapting a anime cartoon to live action always proves difficult. So, uh, you know, I don't know how well they did it, but... uh, you know, from the trailers I saw, it looks like it's, uh, you know, they, they treated it with a little more respect than uh, even Michael Bay did with Transformers.
1: Oh, yeah. They definitely treated it with respect for sure. Um, you know, it's got its cute moments for sure. And, and definitely there are quite a few. There's some funny lines. Ryan Reynolds is, had Ryan Reynolds not been the voice of Pikachu, I don't think I would have seen it. So
2: Interesting. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And I'm sure that we'll expect to see uh, Tony's, or sorry, San Filippo's Horrible Movie Review on it sometime soon uh, up on the website or on yeah, Facebook.
1: Yeah, I got to get I gotta do that, and I got to do one for The Intruder. I've just done basic on-air ones with it. So, um, Jimmy suggested I just do them, um, like, instead of actually typing up a, a little review, just do a quick video and just say, you know, this movie was good, or, you know, be funny about it, so... Maybe do my my little voices here and there. There you go.
2: (laughs) Well, very cool. All right. uh, Moving on to the next story. So, moving from PG kids to full on horror. Um, It's no secret that Tony Uh and I are big horror fans. And uh, we always love it when, um, you know, creators stay true to the franchises that we've grown up and loved. And, and uh, you know, when there are new horror properties that come out that are really good, uh, you know, we love to highlight those. Well, what we've seen over the last couple of years is sort of a strange group of pairings. And, uh, you know, started with Jordan Peele, you know, if you knew him from Key and Peele before, You wouldn't have even said, oh, yeah, you know, that guy's going to be a great horror director. Um, But it turns out he is. And then uh, we had last year Danny McBride, who you know from, you know, Pineapple Express and uh, Tropic Thunder. He came in and wrote a version of um, Halloween, which uh, was produced by John Carpenter. We saw uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis come back, and it did really well. Well, now we're getting our next comedy-horror pairing, which is uh, Chris Rock and Darren Lynn Bozeman are looking at rebooting the Saw franchise, which is uh, interesting. you know. And again, if you had told me that years ago, I would have laughed it off, but given the success of the other two, there may be something there.
1: Yeah, I'll reserve, I'll reserve the right to judge it based on that, because all I, I can think is Chris Rock <laughs> thinking of him in Lethal Weapon 4 right now. No, <laughs> baby! Yeah, baby! I don't have any voice clips for him, but, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, like you were saying, man, he, there were some, you know, a lot of people that have just primarily been in the comedy world are uh, showing off that their horror chops are actually good. My only concern with it is, are we rebooting this franchise too soon? Like, you, you've you done a ton of them, and they've already kind of did the the reboot where they brought back the original guy in the last one, which was two years ago now, I think. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe it would be cooler to focus on vintage horror that hasn't been around, i.e. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd really like a new reboot of that, please. I would too, yeah. Well,
2: and we'll see, you know, maybe they give it a slightly different take, Um, you know, Tobin Bell, who played, uh, you know, Jigsaw throughout the series, you know, did a great job, but you know, maybe you, you change it up a little bit. Um, For me, Saw, I have sort of this love-hate relationship with it. Um, It was like every other movie was really good, and then, you know, the ones in between were not so great, and so I loved the first one. The second one was, and eh, the third one was really good. Um, they did a good job of tying everything together. So that way, if you watched, you know, from the first one to the last one, um, you know, all of the stories interweaved with each other. But uh, I, if they do bring this back, if it ends up going for something more in the vein of the first, third, fifth, and seventh ones.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um it's uh I really like the first one. I thought that was twisted. The the little game had been something that had never been done before. Um you had Carrie ills Ills? Is that how you say his last name? Ellis. Elways. Elways Elways. I just know he's <laughs> he's from Princess Bride and the Crush. Yep. And uh and Hey there, Gipper! <laughs>
2: <laughs> A liar <laughs> yeah, liar.
1: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, then it starts getting into this whole torture porn thing. And it's like, eh, eh. well, and the first one
2: was a, basically an independent film shot on a very small budget, very few locations, and it had a twist at the end that nobody saw coming. And so that's one of those things where it's like oh my god and then the second one it was almost like they just did it for the money and i think they realized that by the third one and went back to you know a a gripping story trying to interweave it and give us some again a a good twist at the end
1: that is definitely a twist yep that's a twisty twist
2: And then uh, speaking of horror movies and going into our trailer of the week, um, we were thrilled to see the new trailer for It Chapter Two come out. And uh, in this, we see the grown-up versions of the Dairy kids coming back. Uh, The cast is amazing. You've got James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, and, of course, uh, Bill Skarsgård coming back as Pennywise. And uh, even the trailer, I mean, it's almost a full scene in this trailer, and it 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 hits that creepy tone just right.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the The old lady, I I watched it like three times, three or four, no, maybe four times. Um, <clears throat> but it's like you know there's something's off with the old lady when she's sitting there. Beverly goes back to her childhood home and then finds a love, you know, that old love letter that Ben wrote her um, when she's in Bath. And uh, but just that way, that little creepy old woman is like peering, like in the distance, it's blurred out, but she's like peering behind the door and she's doing some weird like dance or something. It just weird walk. It's just creepy. You have to watch the trailer to know what we're talking about, or you know what we're talking about because you've seen the trailer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when um, Bev is looking at the wall she's you know she's like asking what her husband does and then says the husband came with the circus and then there's Pennywise you and know, the father
2: I, yeah you know, are you daddy's little girl still
1: <laughs> well that's not the right Pennywise thanks sound button <laughs> <laughs> that was Tim Curry <laughs> I guess that was the right one. that was awesome. <laughs> I just uh, specify what Pennywise laughter it is, so you go. Hoo, hoo,
2: hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first it not Tim Curry, but it chapter one um, was not not a jump scare movie. It was it played more to the creepy, and then you know as is the theme with a lot of Stephen King stuff. It's uh, uh, this balance between is humanity. Sc- the paranormal. And so it played really well to that with this one. I know we're going to see more of that, but the director has already said that uh, there's going to be m- more gore and, uh, uh, you know, more true horror in this one. And so I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see it. The only problem is we got to wait till September 6th.
1: You do. And it's funny because um, James McAvoy's, uh, uh, his voice or is like, it just reminds me ever since he did glass, and uh, split just how, his, how he can do all the different voices. Instead of being Xavier, uh-huh. you know, then he's got like that deeper voice. He's like, "We gotta get out of here." <laughs> you're like, "Wow, yeah, it's weird." The, so the he's weird Jamie and Charles.
2: Yeah, the weird thing for me is going to see uh, Isaiah Mustafa in this because all I think of is the uh, Old Spice commercials of him on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so. But uh, he's a good actor. He, he'll he do well.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait for this movie. And you can, in the meantime, you can see both uh, McAvoy and Jessica Charzé. Is that Chastain. how you say Chastain. Char- yep. Chastain. Um, <laughs> my notes aren't up, so I have to guesstimate. So I, I'm like the, the goofball on here today, which I guess is not any different. Um, but they'll both be in uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, so...
2: So, not quite as scary as uh, it's going to be.
1: No, it's going to be freaking great.
2: (laughs) All right. And then uh, moving on to our next movie, which is basically horror light. Um, And actually, you know, we've been gushing ever since we found out that uh, Jason Reitman is coming back to uh, take on the Ghostbusters franchise with Ghostbusters 3 the true sequel to the Ghostbusters uh, 1 and 2.
1: Yeah, that reboot didn't happen. We like to pretend it never took place.
2: Exactly. So, of course, you know, we're wondering, is Dan Aykroyd going to be back? Is uh, Ernie Hudson going to be back? Obviously, we're not going to see Harold Ramis. It would be awesome if they bring him back in ghost form uh, as to pay tribute to him. And then, of course, you know, the big question was, is Bill Murray going to return? And for the longest time when he was doing his independent movies, he had no interest in returning to the Ghostbusters franchise. Well, it looks like that has all changed. Uh, He's uh, been going around doing the circuit for his new movie, the dead don't die, which is a uh, satire zombie comedy. And uh, he basically has come out and said that, uh, you know, the Ghostbusters franchise paid for his son's college, uh, that they're the caretakers of it. And that if uh, Jason Reitman approaches him about it, he would love to come back.
1: I think that would be excellent. I mean, it's a shame we didn't we don't get all four of them back. But shoot, if we can get all you know three of them somewhat tied with uh, with all the new characters, you know, basically a passing of the torch. But it, I, it's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait.
2: Man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping Rick Moranis comes out of retirement true retirement obviously he did a little stint on uh, the goldbergs uh, or one episode but uh it'd be awesome to see him back in the movie as well
1: oh absolutely it'd be it would be way cool to see them back um all back together at least for one final one before taking this franchise into a new direction so you know, it'll be an awesome fingers crossed awesome sequel you never know you gotta you definitely won't know until finished product so
2: Yep, yep. And speaking of the finished product, uh, that movie is scheduled to hit theaters July 10th, 2020. So, a little over a year.
1: Ooh, can't wait.
2: (laughs) All right. uh, The next bit of movie news is a franchise that uh, we've been talking about a lot recently in the video game world, (laughs) but not so much in the movies. Um, And, of course, you know, the... We were... (sighs) What's the best way to put it? Sort of lambasted with two terrible versions of it uh, back in the '90s, uh, and we're talking <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Mortal Kombat. And so, Finish him. the first the first movie, uh, 1995, directed by a uh, Paul W. S. Anderson, who uh, you'll probably know better from uh, the Resident Evil series, um, was cheesy and hokey and you had Christopher Lambert as Raiden and um,
1: this video, those video game movies from Paul Anderson sucked
2: they were not good and even worse was the sequel Mortal Kombat Annihilation uh, which oof.
1: yeah you um, know fairness it did have a bitchin remix of uh, uh, of a Megadeth song on there forget which one it was now it was for, off risk
2: yeah yeah that was probably the, the best part of the movie though. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we're finding out that, uh, the movie, the new version rebooted produced by James Wan directed by Simon McCoy, uh, is set to begin filming later this year, looking, uh, probably November, uh, with a 2020 expected release. Uh, James Wan is a known as a horror director. Um, If I remember correctly, he did um, the Conjuring movies, the two Conjuring movies. Okay. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, he'll give this version of Mortal Kombat the treatment it deserves. Yeah, it's sort of a hokey premise of a tournament to save Earth. But based on Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 11, the stories in those, they made them that they're interesting. And, you know... Created characters that you can actually like and enjoy, and then obviously filtered in with the blood, guts, and gore. Which I'm hoping this is an R-rated movie.
1: Oh, I agree too, man. Um, if it's anything like those uh, those fan made uh, those little fan made shorts and everything that they were putting on YouTube to that they were hyping up as the new Mortal Kombat movie a couple of years ago, those were done well. Those were done
2: really well yeah and they had uh, a couple big name actors in it didn't they have the dawson in it
1: yeah it did have the dawson in it <laughs> <laughs> now he's serving food over at the local uh deli down the street from my house <laughs>
2: <laughs> actually he's on a, a really funny show uh about diplo um I want to say it's on Vice Channel or something like that, where, you know, there's the DJ Diplo, he plays a, like a comedic version of him. And uh, if you get a chance, check it out. It, it's pretty funny.
1: Diplo, doing it with Diplo. <laughs> All, right.
2: All right. Moving on to a little bit of uh, DC casting news. So we know that Matt Reeves has been working on the Batman reboot, um, titled The Batman, bringing it back to the early years of the Cape Crusader, um, playing off a lot of uh, Batman Year One, and then uh, obviously trying to make it a sort of a noir detective type movie. Um, we are finding out uh, some what is hopefully official casting news. Uh, it's coming from Variety, who is typically a, a really good source that the new actor playing Batman is a sparkly vampire named Robert Pattinson it's a prop. <laughs> mm-hmm. now when I first heard that Robert Pattinson was playing Batman I I, I really only know him from the Twilight movies and
1: so you were initially yeah
2: yeah but apparently he's been in some more like legitimate, dramatic roles, and the people who, you know, really follow him in those types of roles seem to think that he'll he'll be good for the part. Um, I don't know if he's quite got the jaw for it. you know, that's always one of those you know signature Batman things. Uh, he's definitely gonna have to bulk up. And he strikes me as a shorter actor. You know, so I don't know how tall he really is, but typically Batman's been, you know, sort of this towering presence.
1: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I I just know him as like Edward from uh, the Twilight. So I see just a little vampire. I'm a vampire, Batman. I will suck your blood, Joker, because I am vampire. I'm Batman. Batman.
2: <laughs> So we'll see, you know, it's one of those things we'll, uh, reserve judgment for, but, uh, knowing the work that Matt Reeves has done, um, you know, I think that, uh, they'll probably do it right. And, you know, we've been surprised by actors stepping into roles before, so oh, this
1: yeah. might There's be no exception. Something... Yeah, I think anytime they cast, uh, uh, big name people for some of the comic book characters, everyone's usually like, oh no, that'd be a terrible choice. And, yeah. You know, Sometimes it ends up being really good where you're like, oh man, I don't see anybody else playing that. Like, that's perfect. It kind of goes back to the beginning of the show where at you know, one time Doug Ray Scott and Danzing were the final two for Wolverine, and they ended up going with a then unknown Hugh Jackman, and the rest is history. So,
2: yep, yep. And uh, speaking of more casting uh, rumors and potential news, let's go, Bub. <laughs> um, it's rumored, and of course, every article that I looked for didn't actually say where the rumor was coming from, uh, but it's a couple times come out that uh, Zach Efron is rumored to play Adam Warlock in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which, as you know, he was teased at the end of Volume 2, um, at least the character was. And, uh, he, at this point, we don't know if he's going to be a villain, if he's going to be a hero, ultimately in the comic book series, uh, you know, he was a hero, but, uh, the article that I found in bounding into com looks to have at least a little more information on who we might see in volume three, um, including the high evolutionary who's reported to be the main villain. And, uh, you know, he's a AI, um, you know, this consciousness that reportedly uh, created Rocket Raccoon. Um, aside from that, don't know much about him uh, when it comes to the Marvel comics. Uh, um, uh, oh, What's the, the term I'm looking for? The outer space epics. Uh, I didn't follow those ones as much as uh, some of the more grounded comic books. Um, Adam Morlock, yeah. of course.
1: Yeah, which they've already set up for Adam Warlock, of course, at the yeah. end of uh, Volume Two.
2: What would be really cool to see, and we know that uh, obviously Thor is now, you know, going out into space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That uh, better Beta Ray Bill may uh, be a character in this next movie as well.
1: Did you follow the Guardians of the Galaxy a lot? back in the day like i wasn't familiar with them
2: not really like i said the the cosmic side of the marvel universe i really didn't follow that much i was more into the x-men and the avengers and uh, avengers west coast and um really a lot more of the x-men side of of the universe but uh you know the the cosmic side didn't follow too much you know thor here and there uh But it'll be cool to see, you know, some of the direction they're going. Uh, Going back real quick to uh, Beta Ray Bill. You will have already seen a cameo from him, I guess, for lack of a better term, in Thor Ragnarok. So when they were... uh, Building the building with Hulk's face on it. One of the other faces on there uh, was that character Beta Ray Bill, and so uh, I know he's a big fan favorite of the Thor franchise. And so if we're seeing him in this, might be pretty cool.
1: I think so. I don't know enough about it, but leave it to the MCU. They'll take they'll take an unknown and make them really well known very quick. So yeah. Now,
2: guess... what do you think about Zac Efron playing Adam Warlock?
1: um i when i was looking at the side-by-side picture which you can see on our facebook page it's on there um yeah if you if you you do up his hair yellow and stuff might not be a bad choice um i'm kind of i'm kind of more partial to possibly a different character he's playing but you know maybe (laughs) maybe maybe i would take this we're going to discuss the next thing here in a second but I would, if I was picking, I could, I'd rather see him take that character and make it his own. Mm -hmm. Because if he goes into the next thing, then that won't, that might be a bigger challenge.
2: Exactly. So, you know, going back real quick, real quick, real quick to Adam Warlock, Uh, (laughs) you know, he's, you know, poised, you know, through the comic books, and they even said uh, at the end of Volume uh, 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, that he is the perfect being, the perfect specimen. And so, you know, Zac Efron, as far as actors go, you know, he's got those chiseled looks, and and uh, so if that's the role he ends up taking up, I think he could do pretty well. Now, my hope is that he's going to take up this other role, and actually the story comes about from a month and a half ago, so I'm really surprised Let's that... Go, We didn't stumble upon it. But word, I mean, as far as I can tell from the article, came directly from Kevin Feige's mouth that they were looking at Zac Efron as, uh, boy, my mouth is jumbled, Zac Efron as uh, Wolverine in the MCU version of the X-Men franchise, which uh, I could actually see that.
1: (laughs) I could see that too, wow. That's supposed to go, supposed to be the uh, Wolverine... uh blades there but instead it was a weird dude saying ching ching <laughs> <laughs> it's off the rails baby <laughs>
2: so but yeah in any case at one point uh, you know kevin feige is quoted as saying you know we had always hoped that one day the x-men would find their way into the mcu now that the deal is complete we can finally tease some of our plans There's no careful way to go about announcing the next actor to play Wolverine. People are really attached to the character at this point. And so rather than keep everyone in suspense, we thought we'd use this exciting announcement as a sign of great things to come. Which, again, I I think I'm surprised we didn't hear about it earlier. But, uh, you know, he basically said Zach will be a great addition to the MCU. So... Whether he comes out as Adam Warlock or as Wolverine, um, I expect we'll see him in the next phase pretty soon.
1: Me too. I might be okay with either role form. I just think uh, with, with Zach Efron, I'd rather see him rock and make Adam Warlock his own character. And then they go with a relatively unknown for Wolverine. Yeah, I just, gonna... Wolverine's a tough role. Whoever takes that role, it's it's tough i mean you got some big shoes to fill so
2: right and the thing is zach efron might be too good looking for wolverine
1: (laughs) right right like adam warlock was supposed to be pretty good looking right everything so i think that's probably better suited for him but either way it looks like uh efron will be uh coming to the mcu soon so
2: making his way making his way And speaking of Disney and X-Men and... the drama? Yeah. The...
1: That was a long drama. That
2: That really was. The poor X-Men movie that has been tossed around more than a cheap hooker is The New Mutants.
1: (laughs) That's a damn good analogy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so they keep pushing it back and moving it. And for a while it was rumored to be going directly to Hulu and they had no idea what was going on with it. And then uh, a couple weeks back, they reported that it was going to be out in October of this year. Well, now Disney's coming out and saying that's not the case and it will actually be coming out in April of 2020. So uh, basically a year from now. Um, it's not
1: coming out. It's never going to happen. It's a pipe dream.
2: I wonder if we're ever going to see it. I mean, obviously, at this point, we know that it's more related to the Fox properties of X-Men as opposed to what's going to be coming out in the future with uh, Disney and the MCU. It's just one of those movies that's sitting in limbo. I want to see it. It'd be awesome if we could see it sooner than later. I don't expect... You know a sequel at any point to it, but at this point, who knows when it's actually coming out?
1: No, this is this is our week. This version this week of "As the Nerd World Turns," but it just doesn't have James Gunn attached to it. But uh, put this thing on Hulu and call it a day. Yeah, why waste the time putting it in movies? No one's going to go see it. It doesn't bode well for a movie that's been. Um, delayed this many times. I can't think of a movie that's been delayed as much as this. Um, that's been done. This movie's been finished. So no,
2: Dark Phoenix had been moved back a couple times, but I mean, this one just oof. Yeah. who knows?
1: And I, and as much as I love X Men, I don't think Dark Phoenix is gonna be all that great. I think that's gonna have its own share of issues. <laughs> so, and, and I'm an X Men fan, you know I am. I just yeah, he's just the New Mutants just. Disney just throw it on, throw it on Hulu and call it a day. That's yeah. it. Yeah,
2: yep, yeah. yeah. Let's move on, go on to the MCU version, and everybody will be so much happier.
1: Yeah, because this is not, it's not really a Disney movie. They just happen to buy it, and now it's their responsibility to put it out. And, and I'm staring at Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo pop, right now, and that's about my. Uh, I got a feel <laughs> it's about what this flick is gonna be. So.
2: <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on to another Disney property on the opposite side of the franchises that they own in Star Wars. So, we reported a couple weeks back that uh, after The Rise of Skywalker, they're planning on taking a little bit of a break from the Star Wars movies, concentrating more on their live-action and animated um, series that are going to be on Disney+. Plus. Well, we found out now that uh, just how long they're going to be waiting that there are going to be three new Star Wars movies beginning in 2022. So we'll see one every two years after that, 2022, 2024, and 2026. The other thing that was confirmed is that, uh, at least the first movie is going to be based off of the series that, uh, Game of Thrones showrunners, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff are developing, not the trilogy that Ryan Johnson is working on. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to get a, a little Star Wars break after The Rise of Skywalker, but uh, I think Skywalker.
0: with,
2: with D.B. Weiss and David Benioff um, working on, on the next group, I think we'll get some good movies and obviously bring in some new characters into a world that we know and love
1: yeah i it'll be interesting i mean it's it's going to be tough for old you know all of us that are hardcore star wars fans the it's a whole different universe whole different characters but now they have a chance to really you know keep the universe alive and come up with some creative characters and things like that and we'll see how it goes
2: well and not only that but uh the rumors suggest that uh What they're working on is based around the old Republic. And so fans of the old Republic games um, may see characters that they know and love and uh, obviously see versions of, you know, the Jedi in a time long before uh, what we know in the current Skywalker series.
1: Yeah. Um, Again, it's Star Wars. I'll see it. I'm excited. You know, I mean, couldn't be any worse than The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we joke about it. We I like The Last Jedi, but it just, they it should have been, they it, it just should have never broke the whole director thing, you know? Yeah. Brian Johnson's just done his own little kid Jedi force and the stupid Rose riding that thing through Vegas Casino. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the rise of Skywalker with J.J. Abrams back at the helm should bring it back to form. and should be a, a great way to close out the Skywalker series.
1: Oh, agreed. It's uh, it's definitely something I'm I'm very much that's probably the next big movie I'm looking forward to uh, this summer, right behind it. It's, I mean, I'm excited to see a lot of movies this summer, but the ones that peaked that really high interest because the end game's done so now that was the one that. i think you're most. forgetting
2: about spider-man no no spider football. i was
1: just getting there spider-man's my tops okay and then it chapter two and then uh, star wars those are the big three um that really got me excited the, everything else is just nice if i go see him but uh yeah
2: very cool very cool chapter spidey Well, that does it for movie news, and we're gonna move on to a couple video game stories before closing out this week's episode.
1: (laughs) Are we ready for some video game
2: news? We are. Do you have a video game intro? I forget.
1: Oh, I uh, yeah. Last week it was very long. It was that Neo Geo one. Oh yeah. Now I'm just uh, give me a sec as I look for my thing. Yowie, wowie! It's not that. i like that one. i like
2: that one even more
1: all right well let's talk speaking of sega
2: yeah so uh (laughs) over the last few weeks we've been reporting on uh you know, the Sega Genesis mini console that's coming out uh, here in September. And uh, Sega's been doing a really good job of uh, spacing out uh, the game releases and, and, you know, letting us, you know, contemplate what's going to be included on there. Uh, the nice thing is we know that they're all not all just like pure Sega properties, that they're dipping into some other um, developers. And we've seen some really cool things come out of At least the first 20 games that were announced, including, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, but we also get uh, Castlevania Bloodlines and, uh, you know, Toe Jam and Earl and Earthworm Jim and Altered Beast, uh, Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion with uh, Mickey Mouse. Um, So some, you know, really great properties that uh, we grew up loving with the Genesis and they just announced the next ten games, so we're up to thirty of forty. And uh, this
1: was such s- great news! I was so happy, right, that we didn't we didn't do our show at the beginning of the week, so that way we could talk about it this week.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the two big games to come out of this batch are Mega Man: The Wily Wars, which uh, to some degree is a. Um, uh, enhanced compilation of the first three games um, of the Mega Man series.
1: Yeah. and uh, it, It's never been released other than uh, when it was on Sega Channel. Um, yeah. So you grew up like we did, and you had Sega Channel, which I did not.
2: I didn't uh, either.
1: It was on there, and uh, it's an upscaled graphic game uh, from, well, 16-bit from 8-bit. And and I'm excited, and I was reading more about the game. Is not only is it Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 – but basically, the storyline is Dr. Wily decided to go into a time machine and go back and trap Mega Man in time. So he has to go through these games again, and there's new levels when you get past those three games. So I think that for Mega Man fans, that's a huge, huge cue. if you haven't got a chance to play it. Um, I have played the game. Um, it plays really well. Um, so I'm excited for it to be on here. So.
2: Yep. And then the next big game that they're releasing – Really makes me bummed that they're not releasing it with the six-button controller, and that is Street Fighter II Special Champion Edition. And, uh, you know, the Street Fighter games on the next-gen consoles, you know, obviously uh, Super Nintendo and Genesis were so much fun, and then they introduced the six-button controller on Genesis, which made, you know, the low, medium, and high punches and low, medium, and high kicks um, so much easier to pull off than with the three-button
1: i agree this is uh this would be this is a great inclusion for a game i think it's it's a nice choice but with you with them not packing in the six button controller and you're going to be forced to go pay 20 more dollars to go get a six button controller when you're going to have two other three button controllers in the box is kind of pointless you never know, before it releases, maybe Sega will take note, like, yeah, maybe we should just release with six buttons. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't need the nostalgic three button. If I can have six, give me six. <laughs> I'm just good with that. And Street Fighter, though, this one was cool because at the time, back in 92, you know, Street Fighter 2 was so huge in the arcades, uh, Super Nintendo uh, released it. And, of course, it was the first one, Street Fighter 2, The World Warriors. He had eight characters you could play from. So what made Championship Edition better on the Genesis versus Super Nintendo was you were able to play the four boss characters. You were able to be Balrog, Vega, Sagitt, and M. Bison. So um really cool for the time. Um but I agree with you. That would be my only downside is this uh controller snafu is kind of a I'd have to kind of give that a thumbs down on that because of that. Yes.
2: <laughs> and then uh a couple of the other games that I'm excited that they announced in these, uh, you know, next ten are Ghouls and Ghosts. Frickin Alex awesome! Yeah, awesome. Al- Alex Kid in the Enchanted Castle.
1: Love that game. That was actually the first Sega uh, second Sega Genesis game I played behind um, uh, Altered Beast.
2: Yeah, it was one of the early ones. Um, and then uh, a couple games that uh, we had. I had mentioned, you know, in a couple episodes back that I really wanted to see Golden Axe and Vector Man.
1: They're both on there.
2: Yep. Sonic Spinball, which is a nice addition. That's the pinball uh, version of Sonic.
1: Yeah. And it's surprisingly a really fun game, too. Really yeah. Bad.
2: And then the other games announced were games I never really played, uh, but I look forward to playing when I get. The uh, system is Beyond Oasis, Fantasy Star 4, and Wonder Boy in Monster World
1: i hear great things about wonder boy and monster world i never played those three that you mentioned as well um i know beyond oasis is a lot like land stalker it was their their attempt to go after zelda to have their own version um in fantasy stars role-playing game i mean if you're huge in role-playing fantasy four fantasy star four from what i've read is the best of the fantasy star series so you know great additions for those i I wouldn't have put them in my personal collection, but I excited to try different games on here too. But I mean, right out the gate when they announced Mega Man Wily Wars, I was stoked. I was like, as they (laughs) say, take my money, you know, Philip J. Fry there, take my money. So now, (laughs) what we did do this week is, so if if you guys haven't followed along, we've put a post on our uh, Facebook page. Um, But here's the 30 games you have right now. If you guys are not if you guys are on the fence or anything, this is a killer lineup. We have Sonic 1, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is really just Puyo Puyo, uh, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Altered Beast, Gunstar Heroes, fantastic game, by the way, Earthworm Jim, Sonic 2, Castlevania, or Castlevania, Castle of Illusion 1 with Mickey. World of Illusion with Mickey and Donald, Contra Hard Corps, Thunder Force 3 not too familiar with but that's on there, Super Fantasy Zone, you're not familiar, Shinobi 3, Streets of Rage 2, Landstalker and then the 10 we just talked about. So that's a that's a hell of a lineup right there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so <laughs> And so now we know we've got 10 games left that are coming out. And, uh, you know, we've been thinking, racking our brains to figure out, you know, what 10 games would we really want to see based on, you know, what we know is already coming out. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to give out your top 10 tone or, uh, and see how many of mine line up with that.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's go, uh, let's go at it now. Um, you want me to give you my top 10, then you do your top 10. Sure. Alright, so I've got top ten and then I've got um an honorable mention of three games because I thought of um just a couple of them at the end there. Um which more than likely these ten they more than likely won't happen, but I got a feeling like a couple of them will. So mm-hmm. at the at the very top of my list is X-Men. Yes. Fantastic. Um I have Mars. Uh Strider, that was one of my favorites. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist, Shining Force 2, um, Outrun, Aladdin, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Kid Chameleon, and Road Rash. Those would be my top ten games I'd like to see on there, with honorable mentions being Revenge of Shinobi, Sonic and Knuckles, and Columns. Nice. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Columns announced, but... But that's mine. How about
2: yours? (laughs) Uh, You shared quite a few of my own. So uh, Disney's Aladdin was in there. Uh, Hyperstone Heist, of course. NBA Jam would be an awesome one to see.
1: Oh, God, would that be sweet, dude. I like that pick. Good call. (laughs)
2: Um, Of course, X-Men and X-Men 2. If we're going to see them, who knows? Um, Kid Chameleon, definitely on the list. Um. Let's see where else do we have. Scrolling down. It's funny as you. Oh,
1: Splatterhouse two. I'll have time in after. Yep. Splatterhouse or
2: Splatterhouse two. Oh.
1: Pusty. Great picks.
2: And then, uh, Gauntlet was my last one.
1: Oh. Actually, I said this when you said NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka.
2: that would have been cool
1: yeah no man those are great choices you know i was thinking as we're talking about these movies i was thinking of uh uh, did i say movies yeah oh oh, sorry i just got an update on my phone that the uh that i have a movie coming up here which is john (laughs) so i read that as i'm reading my notes and my brain said something else um but uh remember uh shaken or shakan the forever man was like this dude with the Undertaker hat and oh, yeah. you know, ah. eyes and swords—that would be cool. um Yeah, I, 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 I can't wait. I mean, there's a few other Sega games that popped into my head that I'm just like, wow, that was a good game. And that, and that, and there's a lot of fun ones on there. And you hit the nail on the head. And I wish they'd expand this to more than 40 games. It'd been sweet to have like 50 or 60 because you could easily. There's a lot of good games on the Genesis, but uh definitely uh dig it um if you could add the old sports games i know the licensing would be a nightmare but world series baseball was sweet Joel w- montana sport talk football was badass
2: wwe raw
1: oh dude and uh, you know those are games obviously i'm sure through emulation <laughs> and people will hack them they'll be on there but yeah. uh, initially <laughs> you know we don't we don't condone that so we don't want to get in trouble well but, uh, yeah, so great, great, uh, great lineup so far. And you have some really good picks in there. And we'll see. Um, they're going to announce it June 4th, so we'll do a final uh, cover-up and our thought process on it. But uh, so far, everything is shaping up to uh, be uh, take our money on this one.
2: Exactly. All right, and moving on to our final story of the episode, uh, Into the World of Nintendo, a uh, game that uh, I know Tony's been looking for little bit of the first version um and if i had a nintendo switch i would definitely pick this up and that is super mario maker 2 and we are getting some new information coming out (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that was
1: it was supposed to be mario here we go but instead it was somebody else that said it (laughs) wow
2: So uh, some new information is coming out uh, that uh, Super Mario Maker 2 will feature a brand new story mode and a co-op creation mode that allows two players to build levels together, which is pretty cool. Uh, It'll have online multiplayer, obviously, based on that. And uh, you can play with up to four players, uh, which includes uh, Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Toadette.
1: Yeah, which is that I don't want to play as Toadette. Get the fuck out of here with that sorry that's a one have bomb it's at the end of the show We're i didn't loud. that i just found how i felt like it's a stupid ass character it's dumb <laughs> very very partial to that like yeah like i would like to play as like if like other characters like since it's, it's the creator man let me play as like bowser or the koopa kids or um hell let me play as a koopa troopa i don't give it i don't give a poop well, Would it be cool if, bombed it.
2: <laughs> if they had some offshoots of, like, a Super Mario 2, where you could create those types of levels and play as, you know, the princess, who, you know, obviously, looking at it, you're like, ah, oh, who wants to play as the princess? But she was kind of the best character in that game.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She was really good. And there is a rumor that there is one more design that they didn't release yet, and the rumor is is it's Super Mario Brothers 2, so... Fingers cool. crossed that those come through. Um I understand why they didn't go that route, because that wasn't technically a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Yes, they just they did that Puyo Puyo or Doki Doki Panic is what it was in Japan. Yep. So so I understand. It wasn't a um a, a Nintendo original. But nonetheless, um it'd be cool too, like if it's Mario Maker like I saw some wild part in the trailer, too, where they were playing, you know, Mario, you can add old, you can add other 8-bit characters and stuff. So, like, I think it'd be cool at, I think the first one, you were able to add Link and um, a couple of the other 8-bit guys. I think Donkey Kong was in there. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, Link was in it, but uh, it'd be, that would really be really cool. sweet to tie it in, into a Nintendo universe in general. Like, yeah. just add the characters, you know? maybe they'll do that for a future one but i think the really cool thing too um is the whole fact that this is going to be online co-op um it's got a story mode and you're going to be able to play people's created levels and man people are creative out there and the replay the replayability is uh infinite man i don't think you get sick of playing it i i really loved the wii u version when i had it um but uh it was it was a ton of fun and i think this one is just is just going to be that much better, so...
2: And I keep looking for, every time there's an update on uh, this game, that, uh, you know, fingers crossed that they incorporate, you know, what they did with the Wii U version, uh, you know, Mario Maker 1, in taking those levels and porting them directly over to this, so that way, right out of the box, you've got, you know, an endless supply of levels that you can play uh, based on what was already created.
1: Oh, yeah, there was oh man there was some brutal levels like and people come they didn't just put them on like there are some that you're never gonna beat but there are the levels where holy crap you have to be skilled to get through some of these created levels so um nonetheless this is this is exciting man i i hope you end up getting a switch i'd love to play it with you and uh Yeah, I think it's something your boys would like, and and all kids, and even us uh, older adults that are, uh, well, well, we're still kids at heart, so.
2: Exactly. Well, very cool. Well, I think that does it for this episode. As always, please continue to subscribe, download, share. Um, Our uh, listener count keeps going up and up, which uh, we really thank you guys so much. Follow us on our social media, Facebook and Instagram, Proton Pack Podcast. Um, again, it's one of those things where we love the feedback. We love the interaction with the uh, stories that we post. And, uh, you know, we just keep building this thing. And, uh, you know, we're even talking about uh, potentially bringing in some uh, interviews with, uh, you know, other creators and, and, and people in the pop culture space.
1: Yeah, it, it's just getting bigger, and it's and what's cool is uh, you know we we like to listen to people that we take your uh, suggestions well. So if of course if the sound bites are stupid, and you don't want to hear them no more. Well, we'll quit doing them. It's real easy. But who doesn't like the farts, you know, and, and the occasional <laughs> the occasional. <laughs> but and, uh, and it
2: makes us laugh. So
1: yeah, yeah, we're really just doing we do this show just really to make each other laugh and catch up. It's like our one time a week to really catch up. It's like an hour before the show even starts. We're BSing and then we do the show. So, um, And then we, I always say I'm going to have something for you at the end. And then I kind of forget because I get talking. So uh <laughs> so keep dragging this out a little bit. Yeah.
2: So what I'll do is uh, just uh, thank you all again. And uh, you know hope that you, you keep coming back. And hopefully with that little bit of a break, Tony was able to find something to take us out on.
1: Oh, yeah.